worship are very important as part of our Christian lives. In this day and age, we are more interested in uh, songs that will make us dance than songs that will make us worship. <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but, but you see, when you are in a crisis, songs that will make you dance will not minister to you. Am I talking to somebody? You, you, you thought I, was, I didn't know what I was doing. It's part of the message I told you. Music, worship, songs of God has a very, very important and significant place in our lives as Christians. Have you got my picture? Today I'm going to teach about this. Is it a nice tree? That's the, the topic for our discussion today. Who can describe this, this lovely picture? Sorry? It's a nice tree, isn't it? Beautiful tree with nice green leaves and beautiful fruits. Hallelujah. As Christians, Latter-day Saints Christians, we are very interested in the green of the tree and in the fruits of the tree. Isn't it? We focus so much on the green, the beauty of the, of the tree, and the fruits. We focus on the fruits of our Christianity. We focus on the protection that we get from Christ. We focus on all the beauty of Christianity. But one area that we neglect so much is the roots. Hallelujah. Most of the time, we don't talk about the roots of our Christianity. Because the roots of our Christianity is, or, or our belief, if you like, let me not use Christianity, let me use belief. The root of our beliefs is not seen all the time. But without the roots, we will not have the fruits. Without the roots, the tree will not be in existence. Without the, tr- the roots, the, f- the green that you see will never exist. Because it's the roots that makes the tree. And you being rooted and grounded in love may grow thereby. You grow with the roots being firmly planted. Hallelujah. It is the planting that brings fruits. The Bible says that and of the captivity that are left in Jerusalem shall bear roots downwards and bring forth fruits upwards. It is the root that brings forth the fruit. Say it with me. It is the root that brings forth the fruits. The root is not interesting. It's mixed with dirt. It's mixed with worms. It's mixed with um, what do you call it? Creepy crawlies. It's not seen. But without that, Everything we think about, all the messages, 99.9% of the messages you hear in church, without the roots, would not make sense. Am I talking to somebody? I'm trying to, uh, um, in fact, today is the introduction of this, uh, the topic we are going to be talking about. Uh, a year ago, we talked about prayer. And we did it for how many weeks? Two years ago, how many weeks did you talk about prayer? Months. I took my time to talk about prayer for months. And this one is also going to be months. Because I realized that these days we don't talk about this topic. I actually brought my notes from 2001. 2001. My notes from 2001. And uh, some people were not born. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. That's why if you are in this church, you must learn how to write notes. Because if you put it on a phone, 2001 phone, you won't even look at it. It dies one day. Are you with me? 
2001, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, iPad will not be in existence. Because in 2001, we didn't have... Oh, we didn't have... We had uh, Arcos. Arcos, but Arcos was not... Doesn't take notes. Arcos just gives you pictures and music. Hallelujah. Hello? I'm trying to settle you. Why? You've, you've not heard of Hakos. Oh. Oh. Without the root, there's no, Christ, there's no Christianity. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. For everyone that comes to God must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But without faith, that means without the roots, you cannot please God, which means that you cannot be a Christian. We are going to be looking at faith. Faith. Traditionally, when we talk about faith, we look at uh, Hebrews 11, isn't it? Verse 1 says that now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is what? A substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's a substance of things hoped for, but its evidence is not seen because it is buried in the ground. For by faith, Verse 2. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed with the word of God so that the things that are, are seen are made, were made from the things that are not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of, the, of his gift, and through it, he being dead still speaks by faith. Verse 5. Enoch was taken away so that he, is not, he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him for before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, somebody say, but without faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For anyone who comes must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. We are going to be talking about faith. You see, you cannot, I said to you, you cannot produce fruit without the root, isn't it? So you cannot produce anything in the realms of Christianity, in the realms of our walk with God. We cannot produce anything without faith. Faith is the root of following God. Can I say that again? The root of following God is what? Faith. It is amazing that these days we have faith in a lot of things, but not faith in God. For instance, we have faith in a bottle of oil that has a picture of a man. The other day we were in Ghana. Was it Ghana? There was a whole television program that... It was a whole TV station. And we watched it in amazement. Where testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony were being given by people about an, a miracle oil. I couldn't have the baby. I rubbed the oil in my, on my belly. And then I had the baby. My car wouldn't start. I took it to all the, 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 what the mechanics. They couldn't repair it. But I took this oil. I, I smeared the oil on the bonnet. And it started by itself. 
and 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 see because we are so fixated on the roots or on the fruits and the green, we forget that it is the root that produces the fruit. Hallelujah. And you see, you have these lying, deceiving, supposedly or so-called men of God who come in and because of our lack of faith in God, they create faith in something else. That looks like God, but it's not God. It's faith in something. It's something tangible. You see a sticker. Believe in this sticker. Stick the sticker anywhere and whatever problem you have will, will be solved. We, we have faith in things, but we forget that the things that we are visible are made out of the things that are invisible. The things that you cannot see is what makes the things that you can see. Are you with me? So really what you must believe in is faith in God, not faith in things. Because what you see is fetish. There's no difference between having a piece of wood that's carved in the, in the form of a, 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 a god, an animal or something, that when you, you, you look at or when you speak to would produce some results and an an oil. Am I, am I making sense? Yeah. And it's sad that our Christianity has gone so low. We've gone so far down in our relation, our work with God, that we cannot believe in God anymore. In Second Chronicles 20, uh, 20 uh, uh, Jehoshaphat said, said that, believe in the Lord God so that you'll be established. It is our belief in God that establishes us. It is first in God, not in a man, not in things. It's in God. Amen. So Jehoshaphat was like, uh, was advising us that we must believe in God. Have faith in God. Let your roots of faith be in God, not in anything. Some people have faith in their church. Some people have faith in the music in the church. That's why they come to church. Because they have faith in the music. Some people have faith in the beautiful girls in the church. So the reason why they come to church or they go to church is because of the beautiful girls. Some people also, because, because they are fine boys in the church, they go there. See, they say, girls, boys like girls, but girls like boys more than boys like girls. It's very, very true. It's not up for debate. Trust me. Boys like girls, but girls like boys more than boys like girls. It's not for debate. Don't let me use the rest of the time proving that. Why would you spend 30 hours trying to squeeze your hair? You can't even breathe. So, so you start to hit your head all the time. It's because boys, girls like boys more than boys like girls. Otherwise, you won't do that. Don't let me go there. Let me preach my message and go home. Did you hear what I said? Girls like what? Boys. Boys like girls. But girls like boys more than boys like girls. <laughs> Don't let me go there. Let me preach my message and go home. You see, what gives the church essence? What gives the church essence? What gives the church fuel to live to breathe, to move is not our number. It is not what we have. It's not our building. It is not our, how good our pastor is. No. 
the essence of the church is the faith that we have in God. Now, let me, let me say to you, how many know that for a setting like this, where people are sitting and somebody's talking, it's everywhere. For instance, you go to a comedy club. People go and sit there and then somebody talks and entertains them, cracks jokes, and they laugh. laugh. Some of us have been to lecture halls where, where you sit and the lecturer is lecturing and then you write notes. What makes the difference? What's the difference between that and here? The difference is faith. Are you, the only difference, what, 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 what's the difference between going to a political, uh, what do you call it, function where one person is standing to talk and then the rest of us are sitting either agreeing or disagreeing with what they are saying. Some of you are disagreeing and agreeing with me as I'm preaching. The only difference between me and a politician, me and a lecturer, me and anybody is faith. Because I'm a man of faith. And you are people of faith. Or you must be or you should be people of faith. That is the only difference between us and any other group. Otherwise, this could be the Nigerian society in, uh, what do you call it? In Leeds. Or it could be the Eritrean community in, uh, in Berlin. Or the African Union of Berlin Park. There's no difference. The only difference is faith. We are people of faith. Hallelujah. We are people of faith. So we must take our time to understand where our faith is. And if our faith is not where it's supposed to be, we have to redirect our faith. Faith grows. Are you thinking? Faith grows. But see, we grow our faith. I'll give you an example. For instance, if you ever came to this church and you sat on the chair and the chair gave way and you fell, and you came again. You know, our church, these days, when you're preaching, you have to be careful because the messages go far. <laughs> but we, our church in um, South Africa, you know, the, the place that we, our church meets is like a very, is, is it wooden floor? It's tiled, but it's by very, very slippery, like marble sort of tiles. And... The pa- I instructed a pastor to buy chairs like this, still metal legs like this. And the pastor, trying to be economical and everything, went to buy plastic chairs. So when he brought the plastic chairs, which were cheaper than the, me- the metal chairs that I instructed that he should buy, he bought the chairs. But you see, when the people came and they sat on the chair, you see, people be sitting down. The pastor is preaching before you hear bram, bram, bram. Then somebody, because see, the, the average South African sister is not like the sister from any other country. I'm not going to explain. But the average South African sister, they have. So when they sit, they really sit. Sometimes you'll you be preaching that brr, 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 brr. Then another time you're preaching. Brr, brr. So like in a one message, about five people fall. <laughs> you, you know, and, and so people started losing faith in the chair. So the pastor trying to correct the problem that he had brought on himself started to double the chairs. So, like, there's a particular session of the church that he put double chairs. So, there's a certain type of people who go and sit on the double chairs. Then the rest can sit on the single chairs. But you see, gradually, people were losing faith in the church because faith grows. And faith, anything that grows can also diminish or die. See, Jesus says something in, in, uh, uh, Luke, uh, in Luke 18. He said that he taught the parable, verse 1, he taught the parable 
in this wise that men always ought to pray and not to faint. And then when he went on, he said that nevertheless, when the son of man comes, would he find faith on the earth? Which means that there is a possibility that at some point in our Christian walk, there will come a time that Jesus will come back to the earth and there won't be any faith at all. Because the fuel, the essence of faith would have been finished. The fuel that is moving us. Do you know that when a car's fuel gets finished, the car doesn't stop immediately? It will be coasting. It will be coasting, but fuel is finished. It will coast and coast until it gradually comes to a halt. So maybe, maybe as you're sitting here, you are coasting. Your faith is finished. But you are still moving, so it looks like you are still in the faith, but you are not. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, would he find faith on earth? Verse 8. Would he find faith on earth? Hallelujah. The essence of our Christian work is what? Faith. If we miss out on the roots and keep talking about the, the fruits, it will sound as though God is still with us. Nevertheless, we will not, anything that we, we will want will not materialize. Uh, I, I'm trying to, to explain the English I just said. For instance, there, there are places that when I go as a pastor, a lot of people have faith in me. So sometimes I don't even have to open my mouth. People are receiving healing. People are being blessed. People are being delivered. Me, same person. But in my church, I can pray and to my tongue goes blue. There are people who look at me totally like that. It is not that I am less powerful in my church than elsewhere. But it's because the faith that is needed for the power to be received, not released, received, is not there. Have you ever had like a, a receiver? You know, this, this microphone is being broadcast in the air. But behind there, there is something called a receiver that's receiving the transmission from this microphone. And that is what is broadcasting the sound. If the receiver is turned off and this transmitter is still on, even though the power is still flowing through, it won't be heard. Are you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes as a church, we can, we can easily become faithless because we become so routine that we know how the service is going to go. We know what the pastor is going to say. We know the jokes that he's going to bring. We know all that. So we switch off the receiver. So the transmitter is still working. If anybody next door puts a receiver there, next door puts a receiver there, and I'm here transmitting, they will have it being broadcast there more than it's being broadcast here. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Because remember what Jehoshaphat said. He said, I believe in the Lord God you'll be established. Then he goes on verse, chapter 2 Chronicles, are you there? 20, 20. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. It is the belief of the prophets that brings prosperity. Believe in the Lord God. That's the first one, isn't it? And you shall be established. Believe in his prophets. And you will be what? You will prosper. But sometimes we, our faith can be in God. All right, yes, we don't have a problem with God. But it gets to a point we become so used to the prophets that we can't hear the prophets anymore. Now we are looking for magic. The day I will come. 
in something else that you are not used to. That's the day you believe. Mm, You still don't get what I mean. How many know that fruit is not contagious? If there is a fruit, put my, my picture back on. Let's assume that this tree has another tree by it, just around the, the, this tree. And that tree hasn't got fruits on it. The fact that this tree has fruit doesn't mean that it will transfer automatically to that tree. Are you with me? Blessings are not contagious. That is how come you be in one church. One person is being blessed. One person's life is being transformed. One person is receiving so much. And another person is just sitting there. Same place. With the same anointing. Same pastor. But they are not getting anything. Because fruit is not contagious. It's not transferable. It takes roots to bring fruits. You see, what we are hearing today is like rain that you are taking in to build your roots to bear fruit. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Because you are what you eat. I keep saying that. that. You are what you eat. (laughs) Are you getting it? So, if you eat the right thing and you allow it to go where it's supposed to go, it will bear fruit. And we will see it. But some people eat and then they, they bring it out immediately. So because they don't want to put on weight. They call it bulimia. Isn't it? Bulimia. Yeah. Then they put their finger down their throat so that it brings everything out. Hello. Romans 6, 8. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. If we died with him, then we believe that we shall also live with him. But if Christ died Because of something, and we don't have that same thing, then there's no way we can we can die, we can live with him. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. He 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 had a certain faith. He said that destroy this body and I will raise it in three days. Are you with me? Because he have he had faith in the father. So when he was about to die, he said that into your hands. Do I commit my spirit? Because I know that you're able to keep my spirit and give it, release it. He had that much faith in God, the Father. Are you with me? But how many of us have that much faith in God, the Father? The reason why probably we don't bear fruit as much as we ought to it's may, it may be because we don't believe. We haven't grounded our roots of faith. The reason why we come to miracle service and don't receive a miracle is not because the power of miracle is not around, but the faith to receive is not there. I pray that by the time I finish this discussion, we would have grown our faith so much in God. Because Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we hear and hear, and and, you see, it's not just the hearing, but putting in practice what you have heard. You grow your faith. You can grow your faith. God asks for faith, we all have faith. Because none of you came this evening and tested the chair before you sat on. Which means that you have an amount of faith. That the chair is able to support your weight. What if you have put on weight overnight? 
Or what if somebody has done something bad to the chair before you came? But none of us this evening tested the chair, really pushed it back and forth before we sat on it. So we have faith. It's just that our faith is not in the right place. Our faith is not in God. Our faith is probably not in in, in the things of God. That is why you struggle even to believe in the prayer that you have said. How many understand what I'm saying? You have prayed, but you don't have faith in the prayer. How do I know that you don't have faith in the prayer? It's the way you behave after you finish praying. Will tell me that you don't have faith in the prayer. How many understand what I'm saying? If you believe what I'm saying is true, put your hands together. that I, I went to preach for was, how come you, anytime you come here, you don't have to open your mouth then people are falling down and crying and everything, but me, I will talk, ah, the people will not mind me I said to him that, listen me to my church is the same <laughs> I said to him, me to my church the same I talk, they won't mind me yeah but when I go somewhere I don't even have to open my mouth Because they already, the people already know that this man's coming, my problem will be over. So their antenna is already up. So you just have to start. You know, if I... It starts working. So the antenna is already on. Because before I came, when they saw the picture... That I'm coming. It's like every time they see the picture, the, the, the size of the congregation doubles. Because they know I'm coming. It's me. I'm not talking about somebody else. I'm talking about me. But in my church, they won't come. I, I'm, I'm trying to use it so that you understand that we control what we receive. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. We control. Because if this same church, if I announce that uh, Benny Hinn is coming to preach here, or I announce some, some uh, pastor is coming, you know, to come and do miracle signs and wonders, there won't be any seat spare here. And there won't be any vista. Do you know this church is very big? A lot of people don't realize this church is very big. We have about three different crowds in this church. Three completely different crowds. So every Sunday when you see a, a group of people, it is just, I, I can tell you the name of the shift. There are three different crowds in this church. Now that you come, you won't see this type of people. You come, you won't see this. They come, it's only about 15, 20 people that are constant. The rest are on shift. <laughs> Usually those who are here now, they are the constant, but the rest are on shift. So they come maybe first week in a month, second week in a month, they will give off. Third week in a month, they will give off. Then fourth week in a month, they come. There are some who come only first week in a month because it's communion. There are some who will not come first week because it's communion. They don't want to do communion at all. as you mentioned the certain thing, then all the, the, the submarine division will also come. The submarine division, they only come once a year. They come 31st. We met somebody in the, in the what's it called, in the shop, Sunday after church. Hey, why haven't you come to church? So, Pastor, me, I belong to the submarine department in the church. <laughs> I was so angry, I started to laugh because it sounded so funny. I started to say, we are the people you don't see us, but we are part of the church. Submarine division of the church. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. I, I'm trying to, to uh, uh, introduce the topic. Ah, have I done a good job so far? Faith. Talking about faith. And you see, faith is not something. Faith is not something that you can marginalize and still expect it to work. I don't know whether the English I just said makes sense. Faith, faith, faith is not something that you can forget about it and then still it will work. I don't, I, do you understand what I'm saying? It takes an active participation to have faith. You must decide to believe. Did you, did you hear what I said? You must decide to believe and act on what you believe to, re, to make faith work for you. Otherwise, faith will not work. Colossians 1, 17. And he is before all things. And in him, all things consist. In him. We're talking about Jesus. In him, all things consist. He is before all things. Before all things were made, he is. Before your problem, he is. He is the solution. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Before all things, he was. We don't make him. Our problems don't make him. Our solutions don't make him. Before he was. And in him are all things made. So it doesn't matter what you want. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. It doesn't matter what you, what you think. Everything is in him. If you can have faith in him, then we are going somewhere. Hallelujah. Next verse. And he is the head of the body. The church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he may have preeminence. The word preeminence is a little, it's a big word. When we say preeminence, what do we mean? Those who did, the art students, where are you? <laughs> you see, economic students, they are not, they are not art students. And they are not science students. They are, they are in between. <laughs> no, because it's, it's BSc, economics. So it's science, but it's economics. Oh, there's science of art. So science of Okay, okay. Let me explain. Since we don't have any uh, art students or proper art students here. The, the lawyers have gone on leave, so let me. How many remember when uh, uh, Archbishop came? How many remember when Archbishop was here two weeks ago? Uh, and I was introducing him. I said, your eminence. How many remember? His eminence, the Archbishop. The word eminence means that his grace, his reverence. Uh, are you getting his eminence? Like go to a judge and you say that your eminence, uh, we had this problem, so we had brought, we brought it to your eminence. Are you with me? But he is the Lord of all lords. Before all the eminences, he is the preeminence. So he's pre, he's before all the eminences. The eminences don't mean anything. You understand? If the lords are sitting here, he's the Lord of all the lords. So he is preeminence. Have I explained preeminence to you? So, he is the head of the body before the church is God. Hallelujah. Before the church is what? God. Some of us, we believe so much in our pastor more than our God. So, when our pastor says we believe, when your prophet says, comes to you, you know, you, before you came, this, 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 this
people like that thing. Me too, when I go elsewhere, I do that. You, you just, this is what you just thought about. <laughs> when you come, you said this and this. Like, <laughs> but I don't do it here. Because I want you to have faith in him. Not in a man. Hallelujah. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning of the firstborn of the dead, from the dead. Hallelujah. Which means that he is like the button that opens the Godhead. When you say in the name of Jesus, you open the Holy Ghost. When you say in the name of Jesus, you open God the Father. I like the Nigerians when, when they are about to pray, they go, in Jesus' name, before they start to pray. No, before they start to pray. Before they start praying, they say, in Jesus' name, because it's like a button that opens the door for us to come. Hallelujah. And then when they finish, they press the button again, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. And they will say, amen. Next verse. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness of should dwell, the fullness of the Godhead should dwell. And by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of the flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above all reproach, uh, above reproach in his sight. Amen. If indeed you continue in faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, which was preached to every creature and the heavens of which I, Paul, became a minister. I'll do that one later. But what he was trying to say is that our faith, if we continue, steadfast, grounded in him, in our faith in him, then we'll have all things. Hallelujah. Are, are, you, are you with me? Can I give you 18 things? I'm not going to give you all. I'll give you only one today, and then we'll continue next week. Is that okay? 18, 18 definitions of faith. 18 definitions of faith. 18 definitions of faith. Faith is the lifeblood of the Christian, number one. Faith is what? The lifeblood of a believer. Don't say Christian. Say believer. It makes sense, isn't it? If you are a believer, you must believe in something. Isn't that right? Yeah. Oh, nobody's minding me. Yeah. Or oh, you are all writing. <laughs> Hello? I say if you have, if you are a believer, you must believe in something. Faith is what gives us life in our belief. Hebrews 10, 38. For now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. The just shall live by what? Faith. The just shall live by what? The just shall live by? The just shall live by? The just shall live by? What does it mean to live by faith? What does it mean to live by faith? To live by faith means what exactly to you? The just shall live by faith means that you live by what you haven't seen and yet you believe. Because we say faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence that you haven't seen. You haven't seen it, but you believe in it. You believe in what he has said, even though you don't have any evidence to prove that you have, it's going to be, but you believe in it. I'll give you an example. I remember the first day we drove past here. 
this road. It was in the evening. We had just gone to visit uh, Dr. Hagan. And we were coming home. You see, I never, I never, sorry? No, it was Dr. Hagan. I never liked to use the same route home all the time. I don't have one route I use all the time. I learned that from my father. So, I, I, today I'll use this route. Tomorrow I'll decide to use this route. The next day I'll use this route. But it all goes to the same place. And I've always done that. We normally use the back route, Kekstor, Kekstor Road. Uh, was it Abbey Green, Kekstor Road from Adel to, yeah, we're living at Abidal Way at the time. So it makes sense to go there. But that day I used the Otley Road from Adel. And we're coming to. If you don't know where it is, just there are places. <laughs> and it was unusual to have driven this way. And if I, even if we have driven this way, it would, it would have made sense to continue on the barely Cardigan Road down to catch the Kexel Road and then go. But for some reason, I decided to pass through here. And when I, we passed through here, we saw this building. It was in the night, no lights, nothing. But there was a for sale sign on there. And as we drove, I heard, like I'm talking to you, the voice of God say that this is your building. At the time, the number of people who were in church would be about just these people here. Huh? They were less. The number of the people in this church, in our church at the time, would be about this number. No, Sunday service. That was the whole church. It's about the number of people here. <laughs> Faith is something you haven't got any evidence that it's going to be. But you, you hear it, you believe it, and then it becomes after a while. Uh, am I making sense? So, I didn't say anything. I drove. I was, I was a with my wife, I drove all the way home. And we continued. I see nothing had happened. But I had. I am sure that if I had opened my mouth, I don't know what the discussion would have been. But I didn't want to have any doubt of what I had. So I kept quiet. And then we came home. We got home. Did everything that we had to do. And then we went to sleep. We're sleeping, and in the, around 12 o'clock, I woke up. It was winter, very cold, in the middle of the night. And I took a bottle of oil in my coat, and I didn't move the car. I walked from, from where we used to live to this place. How many, it'd be about a mile. It's a mile, about a mile and a half or something. I walked here. And I came to pray in front here and at that door there. And then I walked back home. I prayed on what I had heard. It didn't make sense. Because if you, where are you, who are you going to bring into the building? Number one. Number two, where are you going to get the money? I'm trying to give you a, a, a very practical example. There's sometimes, you see, the reason why we can't receive some things is because we don't have faith. It's because we don't stretch our faith. We, 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 we have become so carnal that everything is about the connections we have. Everything is about people we know. Everything is about you know, one plus one is two. Two minus one is one. That's all. That, so we have almost removed God from our belief. So we are like a tree that has no roots. But you see, without faith, you cannot please God because God wants you to test him. And we test God by proving him. If it is you that spoke, let it happen. And it didn't make sense. 
Did we get it easy? No. It took about 18 months from the day I came here to pour the oil in the middle of the night till the day we got, finally got the keys. As now we own the building. It took about 18 months. But within the 18 months, we took practical steps to get us close. Because faith without works is dead. Being alone. Are you with me? The fact that you believe doesn't mean that you must not work. First of all, I came, found out who owned the building. They went to, through the agents and the agents were calling some fantastic figures and everything. That we, uh, we bypassed the agent, went to the direct owner of the building. Then we made some moves with the person. I remember we came to sit here. I was looking at the building. You know, I, I like to do things. The man thought I had the money in my back, my pocket as we were talking. So he thought I was just going to, by the time we were walking, I bought the building. I said, okay, we want to, you know, see, okay, we are going to decorate, we do this. I gave him a lot of big talk and he, <laughs> I, mes- I mesmerized the man. And he said, listen, we, we are going to buy the building, but we are, this is how we are going to do it. I'm telling him how we are going to do it. <laughs> We are going to move in and then do some repairs as we are moving in. And then we will give you. I didn't even talk about how much it will cost or how much money. No, no. There was no negotiation. No, no. We are moving in. Don't worry. The man said, oh, we haven't, we have decided we will not rent it out. I said, you are not renting it out. You are giving it to us. Moving. Christmas Day, we are in this building. Us. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because if my foot gets in, and his word has said, everywhere that the sole of your foot shall tread, you have that have I given you, and you possess the land. And I came in, and they gave me, they made a mistake and gave us the key. And they wrote a lease, a contract. And they put us in. Oh, like, oh, now we are Christmas. So after Christmas, we will sort it out. But in the meantime, just make it, just make it one year. See, I'm trying to make practicalized faith. Are, are you with me? So, we came to the point where now they said, okay, we are giving five days. We are tired of all the plenty talk. We are giving you just five days. After five days, if you are not able to do it, it means you have wasted our 18 months. Get out. Five days. By the third of the five days, God had come through. But in the meantime, every Friday, Every Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., we're praying just one topic. Give us the building for 18 months. 18 months in Dr. Marion's house. Every Friday. Come winter, come rain, come sunshine, come snow. We're there praying. One prayer topic. Me, I believe in, when I believe in something, I believe in it. I'll pray that the same prayer. See if I haven't got any other prayer topic. I'll pray. There was one prayer topic. 18 months. Every Friday. Somehow, God came through at the neck of time. When we didn't have money. At the end of the day, we decided how much we're going to pay for this building. And what we paid was nowhere near what the agent had paid, had, had put down for sale, how much it was and how much we bought it. There's no correlation. In fact, it was a discussion between myself, Pastor Gloria, and Dr. Hagan. How much? How much? How much? So I mentioned a certain figure, and then people said, oh, as for this one, yeah, they, they added. If I give a certain amount, how, 
act a hundred pounds or something. Uh, I mean, how much the building was put for sale and how much you bought it, more than half the price was chopped off. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And I'm saying that to tell all of us here that faith works. The problem we have this day is that we don't live by faith. Bible says that just shall live by faith. I don't care what you, problem you have. I don't care what you are going through. Believe that God will come through. Believe it. Yeah. Walk by faith. Walk by it. Live by faith. Yeah. I know a brother, a church member of ours, who was always praying, Lord, give me papers. Lord, give me papers. Lord. And then they arrested him. They put him in that, um, what do you call that place? And detention center. And they were taking him on the day that they were taking him to the, they took him to the plane. He was on the plane. And he called, we prayed. The plane will take off, it won't take off. The plane will take off, it won't take off. The plane will take off, it won't take off. The plane will take off, it won't take off. The plane will take off, it won't take off. Then they came into the plane with the board. And all of them were in trouble. It was a chartered flight for one destination. They came to the 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 they had delayed the flight like over an hour. Then they came with the board. Then they say, "You come." He was the only person they took out. As soon as they took him out, they closed the door, and the plane started taxiing off. And when they brought him out, they said, we don't know why. We don't know why we have brought you out. But here, take your passport and go. They put indefinite stay in the passport and gave it to him. The guy had a faith that will make you, it's contagious faith. <laughs> Even when you were sitting in the, in the plane, he called me. Pastor, let's pray. And we pray. <laughs> See, I, I'm trying to convince you that faith still works. That's all I'm trying to do, to convince you that faith, it works. And if you are a just person, you must live by faith. Don't live by the amount of money in your bank account. Don't make decisions based on the amount of money in your bank account. For a whole year, we lived on faith. We didn't work. We rented a house. We had no income whatsoever in Paris. Every month. We don't know where the money is going to come from to pay rent, to eat. But somehow, by the 20th, 25th, 27th, money will come from somewhere. And see, faith, when you are living by faith, let me show you how faith works. When you are living by faith, it's like living on the edge. <laughs> you know, sometimes your, your smoke goes... <laughs> Is this going to work? Yeah. And then you come through the... Then by the time you... Then you're going... Again. That's how faith works. It's not... It's not like walking on the M1 and closing your eyes and crossing the road. No. <laughs> It's like that is close to that. Living on the edge. That just shall live by faith. I challenge you to try try your faith. Try your faith. Yeah. 
This thing, I'm going to believe God for it. I like to do that all the time. Because I, I believe more in faith than the money, money I have in my account. Because this, this thing that we're talking about, we didn't have the money, even the deposit, we didn't have. The deposit alone was about four, forty-five, fifty, 50,000. And at the time, the whole church, you could put us together, it was about 8,000 we had. <laughs> we didn't even have 8,000 in our account. We needed about 50,000. We didn't even have 8,000 in our account. So ask me, where did the money come from? <laughs> Hallelujah. Because yeah. if we had looked at our bank account, there's no way we would have come to be here. No, it doesn't make sense. Are you with me? But do not be a Christian who is so logical and calculating. This modern day, latter day saints, we have become so calculating that we calculated God out of our belief. Everything is what our mind is, has worked out for us. Hallelujah. The essence of our Christianity is faith. The just shall live by faith. Rise to your feet. Let's go home.